Trouble for Bernie Sanders today after a new poll shows many Americans are taking issue with his age. Is the senator too old to be the next James Bond? From The Onion and Onion Public Radio, I'm Leslie Price, and this is The Topical. Everything is pretty much the same as it was yesterday, except for a few small differences, and we're going to break down every last detail of them. Stay with us. How old is too old? That's the question posed by a new Gallup poll out today that shows an increasing number of Americans believe Bernie Sanders is too old to be the next James Bond. The poll said that six out of ten Americans are skeptical of an octogenarian carrying out the duties of MI6's most daring spy, and even more said that they weren't positive that the Vermont senator could last for more than one film installment in the iconic franchise. OPR political entertainment reporter Marcy Hammond has been covering the new poll, and she joins us now. Hello. I think this is the question on everyone's mind. Should Sanders be concerned that his age might ultimately keep him from shooting bad guys and seducing gorgeous women while wearing a tight-fitting tuxedo? I think this poll should worry Sanders, definitely. People just aren't confident he's physically up for the demands of being 007. From brawls atop high-speed moving trains, constantly getting thrown through windows, to being tied naked to a chair and having your balls whipped, Hmm. a lot of people just think it would be too much for the senator to handle. But to be fair, the role of James Bond isn't all physical. In fact, one could argue it's primarily mental and largely ceremonial. Well, that's been a main counter-argument from Sanders supporters when his age is discussed. They're quick to remind you that being James Bond isn't just about hand-to-hand combat with an eight-foot-tall man with steel teeth, Mm -mm. but mostly about planting explosive briefcases by your enemy's restaurant table or simply just walking the beach shirtless. But is that argument enough to ease the fears that Sanders no longer has the strength to hold onto a damsel in distress with one hand while holding onto a rope attached to a helicopter flying through the air with the other? Not as much as Sanders would probably hope. The polls showed that beyond concerns about Sanders' physical well-being, nearly 50% of Americans worried that his mental acuity would slip with age and result in him possibly forgetting complex vault codes or blanking on where he left his gun during a critical mission. I'm sure his heart attack in late 2019 doesn't help either. Right, and the Sanders camp knows that. That's why they've been putting out videos on social media over the past few months of Sanders leaping across building tops and ejecting himself from cars, zigzagging through Rome at dangerous speeds. They want to show that the senator is up for whatever mission MI6 sends him on. Now, couldn't they also bring up the fact that at age 57, Roger Moore was the oldest James Bond of all time when he filmed A View to a Kill, and he's generally regarded as one of the best Bonds ever? True. Older can be better. But even if they managed to whip out a script and rush into production right now, Sanders would be well into his 80s by the time the second film came around. Mm -hmm. I think it's the sentiment of a lot of people that if Bernie really wanted to be James Bond, then his best bet was in 2016 when No Time to Die was casting. Right. I'll be curious to see how this all shakes out. Personally, I think it's time a woman plays the role of Bond. I know I wouldn't mind watching Amy Klobuchar punch Rami Malek in the mouth. That would be pretty entertaining. (laughs) That's OPR's Marcy Hammond. Thanks, Marcy. Well, it's the big question that has plagued scientists for decades, but today it's looking like we might finally have some answers. Earlier this week, a team of researchers at Miami University released an historic study explaining why Doritos bags have their bright, distinctive coloring. To help shed some light on their extraordinary findings, we're joined by OPR's Morgan DeMott. Hello, Morgan. Hi, Leslie. Now, I've always wondered this myself, so tell us, why exactly are Doritos bags so colorful? Well, to put it simply, Doritos bags develop their signature neon hue in order to warn potential 
predators that consuming them could kill them. Mm. Over time, through evolution and natural selection, they acquired their loud coloring to notify scavengers that the chips contained inside them contain high concentrations of dangerous poison, the consumption of which could potentially be lethal. Mm, fascinating. Were researchers surprised to discover this? Yes. It actually debunked a lot of long-held theories on Dorito pigmentation. Hmm. Before this study, many thought that the Doritos were using their coloring either to attract mates or to camouflage themselves, similar to how Sprite uses its transparency to blend in with its background. Right. It wasn't until the last few years of the study that researchers were able to rule out these possibilities and discover the truth that the brighter the bag, the more toxic they are. Here's how the study's lead researcher, Boris Petrov, explained it. Varieties like Jack Ranch Dip Hot Wings or Doritos Collision Blaze and Ultimate Cheddar are contained in incredibly bright and elaborately patterned bags. Uh, this is in order to send a warning to predators that eating them will certainly lead to instant incapacitation and put one at an extremely high risk of death. Oh, yikes. Keep those ones away from me. So would researchers say this has been an effective survival strategy for Doritos? Overall, yes. Doritos have been able to spread to nearly every corner of the 7-Eleven ecosystem thanks to this. Hmm. But again, according to Petrov, this method isn't entirely foolproof. Most species are smart enough to correctly interpret the signals and avoid dangers. Others, however, like humans, lack the intelligence to do so and are actually attracted to the fluorescent coloring. Now they, in turn, will eat them and end up doubled over, riddled with nausea and extreme pain, and in some cases, dead. This is why we always say that although these chips might look beautiful, remember, don't get too close. It's for your own safety. Ooh, good advice there. OPR's Morgan DeMott reporting. Thank you, Morgan. Thank you, Leslie. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The Seven from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The Seven every weekday. So follow The Seven right now. Just because these stories are at the end of the show doesn't mean they're any less important. We just have a lot less to say about them. Here's what else you need to know today. Climate experts are warning that global warming could cause a dangerous increase in songs of the summer. A new report released today estimates an annual increase of three to four Post Malone tracks by the year 2024 alone. In Des Moines, Iowa, a police officer on desk duty was placed on unpaid leave after brutally beating a filing cabinet drawer that wouldn't shut when the officer told it to. And lastly, a new report found that everything is slightly worse than it was yesterday, and yes, you guessed it, it's going to be even worse tomorrow. And that's it for The Topical Today. I'm Leslie Price. If you enjoyed hearing the news today, don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. And if you didn't enjoy it, you might want to start thinking about what else in your life you're taking for granted and how different it would be if one day it all just disappeared just like that. Anyway, just food for thought. See you tomorrow.